Hello, this is an AudiHD Flourishing mini episode titled Fire Your Business Coach. If your business coach has never recommended that you implement Profit First or something similar, it's probably because they know that if you really understood the numbers in your business, you would fire them. Or maybe they just don't know about it. Either way, if you have an expensive business coach and you're not paying them out of cash profit in your business, and if you don't have great cash flow, and if your business coach is not helping you solve for those problems specifically, fire your business coach. And for the love of God, don't buy expensive programs or masterminds, even if they're helping you with those specific problems, because you can get the book Profit First used for $10 and an accountability buddy to help you implement it for free. I feel so strongly about this that it's hard for me to even make my standard demand avoidance fine print that, of course, you should do whatever you want. But I'm mad about seeing people fall for slick marketing instead of learning how to create useful and ethical marketing themselves so they can use profit to buy future trainings if they want to. I'm angry seeing my community members with awesome skills floundering and thinking they're alone because they only see people presenting a shiny happy face even though their business is afloat only through massive debt. Even though I have a lot to say on this topic, this is a mini episode for several reasons. One, I want to make it really easy to listen to and maybe share if you know someone else who needs to hear it. Two, I don't have the answers for your specific situation, so I want to provide a really simple overview and let you go do some of the research on your own. And three, I'm very much in the implementation stage for what I'm about to talk about. That means I cannot yet speak to the long-term benefits of Profit First from a personal perspective. However, I absolutely can talk about mistakes that I've made, and I hope it will help you not to make the mistakes I did. So what is Profit First? It's a popular book and method for businesses in which you use multiple bank accounts to siphon out money from your business based on percentages. The first bucket is profit, thus the title. The method starts with putting 1% into that profit bucket, so it's quite small. One of the reasons for the multiple business bank accounts is so you can actually make decisions based on checking bank balances, as opposed to having to look at complex accounting data. The author, Mike Michalowicz, points out that most of us are making decisions from looking at our bank balances anyway, so this helps us work with our human nature instead of against it, and you know I love that approach. I read the book Profit First for the first time in 2021 and got way too bogged down in the details to take action. In that sense, I would say the book is not particularly AudiHD friendly if you're doing it alone. More on that later. My number one biggest regret in my business is not implementing that method in 2021, the first year when I made a lot more money in my business. Technically businesses, I should point out, as I have both a music side and a coaching and hypnosis side that are separate Schedule Cs, and both were doing great in 2021 for the first time. If I had been tracking in the way the book suggests, I would have known that it was foolish to do what I did, which was to pay for some very overpriced coaching and courses in 2021 and 2022, based on how happy I was with my overall income numbers for 2021. The short version is that because I was focused on total income rather than total profit, I thought it was worth spending a lot more, quote, on my business. And I paid for several things that ended up being very much not worth it. And I wish I had just invested that money because I could have earned with it instead of wasting it. And that language about investing in yourself or in your business is very much what many people lean into when selling. They tell you that the big expensive course or mastermind or coaching package is investing in your business. 
when most of the time it's investing in their business and taking a gamble with your own money. One way I think of it now, and what I tell people when they're considering buying longer term work with me, is that I want you to be able to look back at the end and feel like it was worth it if you get average or slightly below average results. If you need to get the absolute maximum for it to be worth it, it's not worth it. Because life happens, stuff gets in the way, and inevitably you are not able to put in quite as much time or energy as you hope to. And a great teacher or coach can still help you get something meaningful from it. But if the thing you're buying is so expensive that you have to get the absolute maximum, like if you need to meet or exceed the most effusive testimonials you're reading, do not buy. Because on average, you're going to get average results. Side note, that's why I intentionally ask for testimonials in my business about regular results, because in my opinion, that's what people should be buying and aiming for. So sadly, I'm speaking from experience when I talk about buying courses and coaching that were not worth it for me. Yes, part of that is because most of them don't cater to my neurotype, but I also think it's a deeper problem in the pricing structure of the industry. As another example, I recently bought a bundle of courses aimed at small business owners. It was one of those things where they were like, the value of it is $30,000. You know, it's all these different courses people have put in and it cost $100. So whatever. Yeah, that's not very much for all of that. And part of my thought was, since I've been very slow to make courses myself because I want them to be actually good, (laughs) maybe I could get a realistic sense of what people are putting out there. So far, I have been beyond disappointed by the production quality of what I got in that bundle of courses, and overall, I've been pretty disappointed by the content as well. The most egregious one was a woman talking about producing professional quality videos with terrible sound quality in her own videos. She was using her microphone incorrectly, she was obviously not doing any editing on the audio in post, and it sounded terrible and had loud truck noises coming in from outside. Meanwhile, what she's saying is how great she is at professional video content now, such that she rarely has to review or script her videos, and it was so bad that I was literally laughing out loud. To be fair, my perspective is probably skewed since the one course I do have out there at the moment is the one Studio.com asked me to make. It being professionally filmed and having such high production quality, while still being priced lower than most of the crap quality courses in that bundle I was talking about, Well, let's just say I hope there's some kind of middle ground I can find where I can create quality that I'm happy with while not having a professional film crew set up in my house. I know there is, by the way, I just know I'm a bit of a perfectionist about audio quality because of my own sensory issues. And because I'm so sensitive to it, I don't want to make something that would be hurtful to someone with similar sensory issues. So, okay, that's like the bad end. What about the middle of the road courses and coaches and programs? The ones where you do get something useful out of it, but maybe it wasn't quite what you'd hoped or when life got in the way and you didn't get to put in the time or effort you had originally planned on, which I would guess is most of the time for most people. In my opinion, as both a creator and consumer of these products, I think a lot of them are just overpriced. And while it's possible to get people to pay these prices, and there's a lot of price anchoring in the industry making them seem normal, I just don't think it lines up with the economic reality of most people who might actually be helped by them. Another example that comes to mind, uh, one of the courses I bought, which I actually did get quite a bit out of, I just thought it was cost twice as much as it should have, 
they created a follow-up course and they emailed me. They sent me an individual email to ask if I was interested in it. And I haven't even replied. I don't think I'm going to, but my thought was just, no, I didn't feel like the first course was worth the price. And I only assume this one costs as much or more now that it's been a few years. So anyway, there's just a lot of stuff out there where maybe the content is good, but it just costs way too much. Uh, in my opinion, again, this is just me, you know, where I'm at. And obviously people have different opinions about price and there are people who are perfectly happy to pay more and can support that. And, you know, good. Another big problem with the programs that do work somewhat is that a lot of times, even if you do their system perfectly, and I'm particularly thinking of marketing and offer creation here, it may not be sustainable for you. You may not be able to do it without the support of the program. I know so many people who have implemented a marketing strategy and it's kind of working, but they also hate it and they don't want to do it anymore. I do want to note here that if you're listening to this and agreeing with me, I am not at all telling you personally to lower your prices. There's a good chance that you already, like me, are more on the oh my god, I'd rather be ethical than buy food end of the spectrum, which is, you know, maybe not the healthiest. And I'm also not telling you to screw yourself over if you're in a contract with a coach that you can't get out of. And by the way, I learned the hard way not to hire people with a no refund policy. Another caveat is that I don't really care so much about the specific profit first book or system or author. Any system that prioritizes healthy cash flow, knowing your numbers, and that lets you have the brain that you have is great. And again, I have not actually implemented this, though I have done the first steps and found the local bank I want to work with, and I plan to call them next week so they don't freak out when I apply for five business accounts. I know myself well enough at this point to know that this system will work for me when it's set up, but it's the setup that's the hard part. And who knows, maybe you are making so much money in your business that you don't mind wasting a bunch of it. I don't think I know many people in that position who are also happy with their workload and feel that everything in their business ecosystem is aligned with their values. For example, I don't think social media marketing is working for most people right now, and it's often not aligned with their values, and they resent the time it requires. But if your business is so profitable that you don't need to track money closely, good on you. For everyone else, here are the big problems I'm seeing around me, and particularly in my industries, so the coaching and helping industry and the music business industry. We are putting in a ton of unpaid labor with very little to show for it. Social media marketing isn't working and is possibly making our businesses fare worse because we don't have the brain space for strategic thinking, deep problem solving, and creating quality content that actually meets people's needs. Our workloads are unsustainable. We are not keeping close track of the numbers and thus feel stress about finances even when the money is coming in. And people are doing a great job convincing us via marketing that there's a solution to all of the above problems and we just need to pay them. And there's little to no follow-up to make sure we actually got what we needed. I think about all of this a lot, obviously. While I'm not a business coach, I end up doing a lot of coaching around business because many of the people I work with either are or want to be entrepreneurs. One of the things I've heard over and over is that a business coach convinced someone to run their business in a way that did not align with their values and at worst, shamed them when they wanted to change it. If the coach or programmer system requires you to change to fit their process, it's very unlikely to work for an ADHD person long-term. I don't have an answer to this yet, but here's the problem that's been rattling around in my brain for a couple of years. 
how do I help ADHD folks make more money and or have more financial stability without just giving away one-on-one time with me for cheap or free because I tried that and that's not working. If I burn out with coaching, I probably won't come back to it and I don't like that option. There's this huge gap between what ADHD folks need and what's out there in terms of money, knowledge, and support. And I have addressed this a little bit in Love Your Brain, the five-month creative incubator program, because part of it is about sustainable business practices in part, and yes, it has a sliding scale, but there's a reason I'm aiming it at people for whom it's already a reasonable business expense. The intensity requires you to already have some foundation in place. I'm trying to remind myself that it's not my job to meet this particular gap. Nobody's business can do everything. And at the same time, that foundational piece feels really important to me. And my brain has not let it go since I started thinking about it. So here's something I have in mind. And if you're interested, I'll let you know how to reach out to join me. As I said, the book Profit First isn't necessarily accessible alone. That's why I'm putting together a little study and implementation group. Right now, what I have in mind is co-working hours to work together on boring business admin tasks, as well as a chat space, probably on Discord, for ongoing conversations, questions, etc. Other folks can host co-working as well. I'll be choosing hours right now leaning into mid to late January because I want to get this set up. If it's a good little group, we can keep it going as well. If I had to put a name on what this is... I might call it a more traditional mastermind, as in when peers get together to work on things, not when you pay a coach $20,000 to follow their business implementation strategy. It will largely be an accountability and learning space. You're welcome to join even if you don't want to do Profit First specifically, or if you're not 100% sure what you're going to do. If you have anything related to your business and or creative practice that would be more helped by co-working or by sharing in the community, I think that's a good fit. To be clear, I have not set up anything formally around this, and I'll probably only do so if there are at least five people who want to. I think that's a good number. If you're interested, you can write into the contact form linked in the show notes, and I'll email you when things get started. Most likely, it would be a shared Google Calendar so we can easily make and share co-working events and links, as well as a Discord for chatting, because I am just not feeling social media right now. If this becomes an actual thing, I will let y'all know. And if you're sending your info in the contact form, feel free to add anything about what you're wanting to work on, etc. I'm kind of hoping at least one other person wants to work on Profit First stuff to help me with accountability personally, or even a modified version of it, since realistically, that is what I will end up with in the end. If you're listening to this way after January 2024, I'll try to have an update in the show notes about what ended up happening with this and if it's a joinable space. Otherwise, for all my entrepreneurial and creative friends who want some co-working support in the short term, check out that link in the show notes to send me your email and let me know you want the details when it is set up. And in the meantime, the book Profit First is relatively inspiring, though content warning for weight loss content and self-deprecating fatphobic comments. God, I'm so fucking tired of that in every self-help book. You don't need to read the book to join the co-working group. Anything you want to work on from now through the end of January-ish will do. And also, because I'm a nerd, I made an anonymous survey to gather data and do some math around your experiences buying courses and coaching. Totally optional, totally anonymous, and I will share those results along with more of my own related story on the podcast down the line if enough people fill it out for me to have any cool numerical results. That link is in the show notes. 
basically I have some theories, ideas in my head. And if I can get some math around that, I will be very happy to share that with you. So again, that contact form is in the show notes if you would like to join a co-working group for the next few weeks. And the link to the survey is in the show notes if you would like to share anything about your experiences buying courses and coaching that did not ultimately meet your needs. And I'll share those results later. And the purpose of that is not to shame any courses or coaches in particular. I I won't be naming anybody, even if you tell me who they are. It's to unshame for those of us who have bought things that didn't work, just how common I think this is and how common the experience is, but we don't talk about it that much because a lot of the language around this stuff is basically that if you don't get good results, it's somehow your fault. And I don't think that's true. And I think it's particularly shaming for neurodivergent folks. So that's why I made that. All right. I will talk to you soon. Bye.